Welcome to the last podcast of September. It is September 28th. I'm George. I'm joined as usual by my dear friend, Dr. Eric Eager. We have a very special podcast today. This is going to be um, a wonderful podcast. You'll want to stick around till the end. I can promise you that. Um, we are going to do, I've, I've heard rumors that we have some special guests joining us, one of whom may have been a former quarterback for the Packers, maybe going to jail soon. Um, rumor has it they're joining the podcast today. Uh, it's going to be a good one. We are going to pick a lock of the week. Will it involve a Patrick Mahomes touchdown prop? He has <laughs> no, I don't us, think so. He has left us dry. We will get Eric's assessment after being uh, viewing the game live, seeing him live. Um, and it's going to be uh, a great ending as well. So stick around. Let's rock. I want to start off by asking you, Brett, um, just your reactions. You know, did you or did you not steal money from uh, the good people of the United States of America for your own good? Maybe. <laughs> I, I just think it's a total maybe on par there. Um, the, the great story here, if we're going to tell stories this show, I do want to tell a story. The 2020 Super Bowl, we were in Miami. And, you know, it was the first Super Bowl I attended, and I was starstruck. And, in fact, I was on the escalator with Brett Favre. Yes. And Brett Favre was wearing a University of Southern Miss women's volleyball team. Yes. And now I get it. It all comes back. Like, you support. It all comes full circle. I remember that. You think I support University of Southern Miss volleyball, but in reality, the poor people of Mississippi, you support them. (laughs) <laughs> you support them and, and we thank you <laughs> yeah, like i was consummate he was, wrang, he was wearing wranglers some some like dusty ass shoes and a he, university of southern, southern miss, miss women's volleyball t-shirt it was i i remember that obviously remember that trip i'm sure we'll get into some more uh stories there at some point here but um that was striking that he was wearing that shirt um it did not, let's put it this way. It was in Miami for members of the press that have been in Miami. You don't see a lot of university of Southern miss t-shirts walking around the VIP section of, uh, of Miami. So um, yeah, let's put it this way. We should have seen, we should have seen the writing on the t-shirt, I guess. Um, before we get uh, started and get into this slate, a quick reminder for everyone out there, um, go download the PFF app and get all of PFF's content delivered right into your phone. Tap away betting, fantasy football, news. We have a new news team that is delivering you what you need to hear and the analysis behind it. Um, and you can get it right now, by the way, for free. Download it in the PFF or in the app store by searching PFF and uh, go get yourself some of that um, betting advice, fantasy advice, whatever it is that you need uh, and do so. ASAP. As a reminder, I read all of the good uh, reviews that come through, the five-star reviews, of course. So leave us a five-star review, hashtag members of the press, printing press, whatever. Votes your boat, maybe a little printer emoji, um, and we'll read the best ones. By the way, that was my gift to you as as somebody who, you know, uh, you know, we're 
you know, the printing, the printing emoji, I felt like was like dessert, like uh, emblematic of our friendship. It was perfect. Do we need uh, to get hats made? We need to get something with, a by the way, that bet emoji. won by two touchdowns. Which is yes. Down. Yes, it did. Um, and the teasers, the teasers continue to, to play, by the way. Um, okay. Let's get into this slate. The, am I, do I say this every year or like, is this year particular? And there's a lot of just bad games. Like I was looking at this slate and I mean, each of us are in the circa millions contest. And last week I was like, my God, this is going to be miserable. The, the week prior, I was like, my God, this is going to be miserable. And here sitting again, I can like, there are like three decent games and then just a bunch of what feels like weird meh matchups. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's why I like to go to games on Sundays sometimes because <laughs> like, I mean, shit, like, and Colts chiefs was a, was an abomination of a game. Mm-hmm. I'll just say so. Um, but yeah, this week, I mean, look, Saints Vikings should be okay, especially if Dalton plays. I think that'll be a fairly even game. Um, two teams are con- going to compete for the playoffs in the NFC. Um, Bills, Bills, Ravens will be great. Um, you know, Jacksonville, Philadelphia will be good. So at least in like the one o'clock slate, you have two team, you know, two games that are fairly good. Um, Seattle, Detroit, whatever. Detroit's going to be banged up. But then that four o'clock slate, my God, you have. What is that? New England, Green Bay. Like I'm taking a net. Like now that you know, I I you know now that my my Sundays are a little bit more open. I guess I'm taking a nap during Raiders, Broncos, Cardinals, Panthers, New England without Mac Jones, possibly Green Bay. Like good lord. And you know, honestly, if I hadn't been traveling so much over the past couple weeks, like I would have gone to Minneapolis and watched Chiefs Bucks. But like. You know, that there's a dearth in that four o'clock hour. And look, I like Rams Niners um, on Monday night. I think that'll be a good game. But that four o'clock slate in the Sunday games, um, my brothers in Christ couldn't flex Jacksonville Philly into that. Right. I, I, I was so surprised that we didn't get, I mean, Buffalo Baltimore should be one of the most looked forward to games of the season thus far. You have the two front runners, uh, probably along with Jalen Hurts for MVP. You have arguably two of the three best offenses so far. Um, I think maybe not arguably. And you have this interesting kind of scenario where you have a, um, you know, Lamar Jackson is the guy that's already won the MVP. But in some ways, he's the one proving himself here in this game. And I think it's fascinating. And yet, and yet, Eric, it is stacked right next to the likes of Wentz versus Rush, Fields versus Jones. Uh, Brissett versus Mariota. Uh, I mean, flat or Wilson, Wilson. We have Zach Wilson coming back too, by the way, we haven't talked about that yet. We will here in a second, uh, versus Trubisky. It's, it's really kind of brutal, but let's talk about the Thursday game. Cause that one I think is also compelling and that's Miami Cincinnati right now, Cincinnati, a four point favorite at home. Um, and so this line, by the way, total sits at, um, at 47, which I think given what, you know, what these offenses are either capable of or have done is, is maybe a little low, but four says that my, or that Cincinnati is the better team than Miami on a neutral field. Correct. And then like, do you agree? 
Well, it's sort of that way, right? The the Dolphins last year benefited from what they're being dinged for this year, which was, you know, last year on Thursday night, the famous one where uh, that guard for Miami caught mm-hmm. a touchdown pass that didn't count. Like, you know, the Dolphins played 90 defensive plays Sunday. Uh, quarterbacks banged up. They're on a short week. They got to go on the road and face a team that's pretty good. Um, last year, the Dolphins got to face the Ravens in such a spot where the Ravens had an overtime game against the Vikings mm-hmm. where they had to come back and win. And like, you know, ultimately they didn't have enough juice. I, I don't think that, you know, I think, and then you also have the angles of rookie quarter, r- sorry, rookie head coach mm-hmm. on Thursday night football. That's mm-hmm. going to ding them a little bit as well. So I think it's probably more that, yeah, the Bengals are probably uh, maybe minus one on a neutral field. Your home field's not worth what it used to be, but then you add on all those situational factors, plus they might start Teddy Bridgewater. So I think that that's all factoring in. I, I, would t- I laid minus 188 with the Bengals. If you look at my bet stamp account, like I, that's, that's really like um, kind of where I've, I just wanted to grab a good number. Um, but, you know, Bridgewater's a good backup, right? And good against the spread. So this is one where I'm not at current prices, like minus four. I don't know if I can necessarily lay it with, with Cincinnati uh, anymore. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, Cincinnati, you know, you kind of look at the sort of the matchups on the field, right? And both both defenses, both defensive backfields are solid. Um, you have some firepower offensively from the receiver position. And I think what's interesting here is like, there's a lot of reason. I agree with you on the spread, right? So I think you can, I think it's basically a toss up. I think it's, you know, which one would you power rank over the other in a similar spot, right? Where everyone's kind of got the same amount of rest and all those things. I think it's, I think they're right there and you're probably deciding, you know, flipping a coin basically. Um, but I think that the area that I would look to that's interesting is 47. We've seen a ton of a ton of games go under. I mean, it's, it's been a dearth of offensive firepower thus far. I was looking at some of the data with our friend Timo Riske, PFF underscore move. And I mean, it's shocking. So the average quarterback grade in the NFL this season is like 70. And it was like 81 uh, last season. Um, the number of, um, big time throws, I think I've talked about this before to turn over where he plays, um, it, there are like 65 fewer big time throws this season through three weeks than there were last season. And, you know, you kind of equate that to like almost half a touchdown, um, in terms of what a big time throw is worth over the court, you know, so that's like one, a game, that's like half a touchdown, a game. And, but yet I look at this game and I go, man, do I really have faith in Tua figuring it out? Do I have faith in Teddy Bridgewater coming in and playing well? And then do I have faith in Joe Burrow? And I think the more that I, you know, look at this game and look at the players, I do think that we have, that maybe this, that now is the time to buy Joe Burrow. (laughs) Um, And, you know, he's had a couple of crappy games. They played the Jets. I think at this point, there's kind of been a, a cooling on Joe Cool, if you will. And um, in this spot, you know, as you just said, with the defense having played 90 plays in South Florida, traveling to Cincinnati, that place is going to be rocking. Um, this is the spot where I would buy Joe Burrow. Do I buy it at minus four? I'm, I'm with you. I don't think I'm going to buy it at minus four. 
I think if I were to buy it, I would look to, um, you know, I would look to the player prop market potentially um, and, uh, you know, and see what I might be able to play there or potentially the over. How do you feel about the over? I I just don't, I just, are you scared? I think the Bengals are good (laughs) enough defensively to like make this be difficult. So, Uh um, and the, and the dolphins are good enough defensively. I know they gave up a lot the other day to Buffalo, but they, you know, stiffened in the red zone. They got Mm -hmm. good corners. Like as far as like personnel wise, like they could match up, I think a little bit with what the, um, you know, with what the Bengals have on the outside. So I think, I think it's, it's a good question though. Like I, I, I certainly think that um, it's going to be tricky, um, you know, for the Bengals to move the football. It's going, but if, if Tyreek, you know, if these receivers go off, like, you know, it's, um, it, if these receivers go off, it's not, it, it's, it's going to be, it, you're going to be, you know, looking at this and saying, you know, why the heck did we not see this type of thing? You know what I'm yeah. saying? So right. I can it could that. be a track but, meet real quick, but that has happened like in every single over basically mm-hmm. this entire season, right? Like where, you know, it, you know, except for with the, with the exception of Detroit games and Detroit's game, it did go over the other day, didn't it? But mm-hmm. like, for the most part, like these, these teams have had a hard time, like, you know, sustaining, you know, excellence on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. It, it's been, it's been really rough and it's, it's borne out um you know in in the results on the field what i you know interestingly both of these teams um you know the so this is interesting the Bengals have the worst epa per play on early downs i mean the worst they're worse than washington they're worse than tennessee seattle new england's down there the jets i mean they're worse than everybody and you know i that's something that i just don't I don't want to bet on that continuing for an entire season. I, I think that that would be a, a sort of a fool's errand. And I'm not sure we can put our finger on why, you know, this, this is happening to certain teams, but for the, for certain, you know, for, for the Bucks, for example, and I throw them in there because they're a good, you can see why, right. They've had a, a ton of injuries. Uh, Tom Brady's now single. Like there's a ton of things that they have had to put up with. <laughs> The Bengals really haven't had any. It's kind of been like Lyle Collins has faced the best pass rushers in the NFL in the first two weeks. Um, you know, they like Joe Burrow just hasn't quite, you know, gotten on the same page as his receivers, doesn't have as many of those big plays. He's taking, you know, sacks still at a really high rate, even higher rate than he did the year before. And I just expect those things to to even out a little bit. So, I mean, you know, that that would kind of be my angle towards the 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 total. It's also just my desire to watch some good football. So maybe that's the wrong thing. I'm coaching my bet there. Um, but like that, that's got to stop. And and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's that they're going to continue to pound Joe Mixon into the ground on first and second down. They can continue to be minus EV and, and won't be stubborn. But I, I'm sort of hoping that at this point, um, that's going to revert a little bit to the mean. Yeah, for sure. And I, I yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing takes the air out of that stadium like, a Joe Mixon run. I've said that for years and mm-hmm. you know, our, our friend uh, Rob Pozzola is going to be, you know, he's, he's going there with bet Fred, I believe. So mm-hmm. I've warned him a number of times. I said, Hey, you know, make sure that uh, you know, that, you know, when the Joe Mixon run ha- runs happen, just, you know, make sure that you're not talking too loudly um, because uh, <laughs> you know, that, you know, you might get caught, you might get caught off guard, you know um, but 
but yeah, that, that to me, I think like it's a, you know, it's, 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 it's a tough game for me to bet the over, to be honest with you. Like I, I just really have a hard time, um, you know, seeing points scored in the NFL right now where the average total is, you know, basically, uh, you know, the average total is basically, you know, 40 points so far this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Okay. Um, let's move on to the next game. We'll consider it. Maybe, um, we can, we'll get to, I think we should talk about Bill's Ravens here, but is there a place you'd like to go before we get there? Uh, let's go, let, let's do Jags Eagles. Let's see okay. Jags Eagles. Let's see what, what, what we believe to be the case here, um, for this game. So, uh, right now, six and a half, um, Eagle six and a half. This was seven when it opened, if I remember correctly. Yes. When we talked yes. about this. Yeah. It got bet down a little bit. Is that move warranted in your opinion? You know, the Jag, the Jags have players that I think can make it hard on, on, you know, the, the Eagles, they have Devin Lloyd in the middle of the defense. You have obviously Trayvon Walker is going to set a good edge. I don't know if he's going to rush the passer that well. Defensive backs have been okay, at least good enough so far. So I think defensively, like they have the athletes to maybe make things hard on what the uh, Eagles are trying to do. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, for the most part, like I, I, you know, the Eagles are just a team right now where it's like, do you really want to be laying seven and a half or six and a half, sorry, with a quarterback like Jalen Hurts? And I think the answer to that question is, increasingly yes um mm-hmm. you know but do i want yeah like i don't know like there's they're the only team that hasn't had a letdown game yet i will say that yeah and they've also you know it's interesting though they've played they have not played the strongest opponents thus far right and um the jags you know i it's interesting because you're buying them at the top. You'd be buying them at the top of the market here. And granted, you're getting the worst of this number. I think at seven, you know, at seven, you take Jacksonville here. And there's a little bit of they won that game against the Chargers, but there's kind of a lot of excuses being made. You know, uh, Herbert's injured, whatnot. They have some players that are playing incredibly good. They have two top 25 corners on the outside in Griffin and Campbell. Josh Allen. Uh, of the Jaguars, not Josh Allen of the Bills, is the sixth highest graded edge rusher right now in the NFL. Um, he'll be rushing over Jordan Mailata, who ranks 52nd out of 70 uh, offensive tackles. Um, you mentioned Trayvon Walker. He's on that other side against Lane Johnson, who's been phenomenal, maybe the best uh, tackle in the NFL so far this year. But you've also got Devin Lloyd and Foye Lukan, who are both playing well as well, you know, it, over the middle of the field. And, and you think about Dallas Goddard and, you know, what he can do. So I agree with you. They do match up really, really well. And they have been one of the best, the top three in EPA per play on early down passes. Um, and I believe just on early downs overall, let me check this here. Yeah, they're second only to the Ravens. Um, and I think that's a, a huge testament to Doug Peterson, who, by the way, is coming here in a revenge game. And that I hate to be all emotional here, but like Doug Peterson's the type of guy who that team is like, they're, they're going to give that little extra bit of juice for, for Doug Peterson. Right. I mean, he's, he's basically liberated them of the worst coach in NFL history in urban Meyer. And, you know, there's not going to be that same kind of juice on, on the Eagles side, 
they've also had it incredibly easy um, in the second half of games, right? They have not had to score a point in the second half of games to, to cover and to win in convincing fashion. So, you know, even though the Eagles have been the more impressive team, I think by just about every barometer so far, the, the Jags have played stiffer competition and actually are the better offense on early downs. So I think I'm saying like, I, even though that you're getting kind of the worst of the number, maybe you wait until it gets maybe to seven closer to kickoff. Maybe there's some Eagles money that comes in. Um, and I would take the Jags at plus seven. Yeah. I, and the Eagles are a team that over the last like two years, like there has been late support for mm-hmm. the, the Eagles by these big betting groups. So you may be in a position to like, if you wait on it, you know, just like in the Minnesota, you know, just like in the Minnesota game, you might be able to, you might be able to get something, um, you know, fairly good as, as far as them against the number. So yeah, like wait, if you like Jacksonville, wait on it, you know, and if it doesn't get to, if it doesn't get to seven, it was sort of never meant to be, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's um, no, I, it, it, like, I guess you, I tend to think that there will be a decent amount of late Eagles movement, especially given that it's at six and a half right now. Um, I'm interested to see what the circa number is. I don't know if you've seen those. Have they come out yet? I've been heads down all day today, but that'd be interesting. I, I have, I've only seen the, the, uh, the William Hill numbers, but I gotta be okay. honest. I've been, I've been kind of a, I'm a little bit out of it uh, as far as, those like we have one we have ben brown and i have one uh one one that's competitive so we're excited for that but it's been it's been kind of a privilege uh so far with some of these ones in in college football we're a little bit more competitive any other bets on this game that i guess stick out to you um you know total on this game is also uh, 47, if I am looking at this correctly, um, yes, 47, um, or, you know, thinking about teasing this potentially, like, would you tease the, the Eagles, um, any other angles here? Uh, teasing down is going to be, I I don't know if you want to tease down in a situation where the, um, where there's so much variance, right? Like Mm -hmm. there's been a lot and you're not going through, you're not going through, Seven. seven so i i would you know if anything i do think over 47 might be the thing the problem with the eagles games the last two games is that as you said they've scored 24 points in the first half and zero points in the second half mm-hmm. of both of those games so if they get out ahead of the jaguars they might just push the envelope there and you know their pass rush is so good they're so good at the line of scrimmage that if they get ahead in this game they might you know jacksonville might not get an opportunity to score like in the minnesota game they ran the football in Minnesota enough where Minnesota only got like three possessions in the second half and they threw three interceptions on them, of course. Um, but it was, you know, it's and, and Washington could just not move the football against them. So I, I get concerned about the over in the, in the case where the Eagles run away with it. The only team that's really been able to uh, come back on them at least a little bit is, you know, the Detroit Lions. Our Lions, uh, by the way, Lions um, are a favorite this week. This was one of the ones, one of the games that we called out uh, early uh, in the week on our Monday column. Um, as you know, we liked, I think it was, did we get Seahawks? It was at six and a half. Um, six, and I think. Yep. Six. And now, now down to four. 
Um, let's talk about that one briefly here. Cause I, I like, I actually like a couple of things. Um, I like the Seahawks. Um, I think still at plus four, but I like the Seahawks a little more as a, as a money line underdog here, like plus 175 plus 180. And I know that's sacrilegious to say in front of you, but the Lions, as good as they are, are still playing like a bunch of close games. And Geno Smith has played a lot better than I think we've anticipated. And that offense has been more progressive than, than I think anyone would have anticipated. Um, is that against your religion or can you kind of see where I'm coming at there? Yeah, I mean, you have inj- there's a reason this thing's down to four. Um, and I agree. Like, I think the reason it's gone from six to four is the reason that if you still like the Seahawks, just ignore the points and take the money line, because, you know, I don't think four is ever the right number in this game. It's either six and, mm-hmm. and somebody got after me on Twitter. Like how the hell, look, I didn't know that the market would finally understand the Detroit Lions the way that I do. So yes, mm-hmm. I did mm-hmm. say that Detroit was only going to be a two and a half point favorite. That was more me trying to mimic what the market would do, but the market has figured out the Detroit Lions, which is good for them. Uh, we're happy for him. Uh, better late than ever. Um, but the the fact is, is if like Ragnow, Swift, Chark, Reynolds, um, Amon Ross, St. Brown all don't play, then the Seahawks should almost be favored in this game. If they all play, the Seahawks should be a six-point favorite, right? So that's here. where, okay, if you want to bet on the Seahawks, bet money line, but you're basically making a bet that either the Lions blow it, which they certainly can. They just did it against the Vikings or everybody's not playing. And then you you have a great number in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, a good call out there. And, and the St. Brown injury, I mean, he came back and played in that game. Um, so, you know, I kind of expect him to, to figure that out. Um, but in, in these games, like the Lions have played, you know, they have been the only team that's been like a good bet, you know, on the over because of their defense. And I could, I can honestly see that again, um, happening here, even, you know, even with St. Brown potentially being a little bit banged up, but I think that's one, I don't think it's lock of the week material, Eric. I do have one. Um, I do have a lock of the week bet that I'm excited okay. about, but this, this is not one. So what, where would you like to go? Where'd you like to go next? Okay. Um, Good question. I'm looking around the board, and, you know, to me, like, Buffalo minus three, you know, I know Green Line likes that. Um, That one, I don't know. You know, know, Saints plus three to me feels like a lock, but you're mostly seeing two and a half. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be – this is the one, and it's stinky because we took Washington last week. Oh, no. But the commanders getting three in Dallas against oh. Cooper Rush, the oh, 3-0 and Cooper Rush. I, I like that. The Dallas Cowboys are not playing mistake-free football, boys. They're not – boys and girls. They're not, um, they're not playing well, right? They just played a, you know, a bad Giants team, right? Mm-hmm. And they took advantage of it. CeeDee Lamb, you know, finally made catches when he was missing catches early in the year. All this kind of stuff. I like the commanders getting three in in Dallas. Carson Wentz evening the the this the, the score. Back. 
for the Washington Commanders to one and with two and two on the year. Yeah, we say that now, and then Carson Wentz gets sacked for the sixth time by Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Parsons is great. These people that like don't want to compare him to Lawrence Taylor, it's like, okay, well, where do you want him? To, what do you want him to do now? Then? By the way, how is how crazy is it that? And I actually remember this as a good plug for one of our friends, uh, Mike Renner, whose new podcast, Talking Ball, is a great listen, as is his new daily show with Trevor Sikma, It's Just Football, um, where they talk about just football for an hour every single which, day. Which it's it awesome. was like going to be It's Just Lunch, but... Mm. You know. Or It's Just Vibes. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's also better than It's Just a Wendy's uh, Bathroom, which is apparently where uh, Mike Renner ends up after... Notre Dame loss, but, um, he, in his, in the draft guide, you know, uh, writing out Mike Parsons actually wrote, you know, this guy might just be the best pass rusher in the draft. Like that's the kind of physical specimen that he is. And of course you only find that out because Demarcus Lawrence like hurts himself and they have to put Mike Parsons there and he's absolutely incredible. Um, but going forward, I mean, it's, I feel like we're going to see a lot of teams now try this where they are going to draft, you know, players of that ilk and, and see what he can do there. Kind of similar to how I think um, NFL teams are trying to draft like the next Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. You know, I, I could definitely see mm-hmm. that happening. Um, mm-hmm. I don't mind this one because you're buying the commanders at the absolute bottom. You're buying the Cowboys and Cooper Rush at the, I mean, it cannot get better for Cooper Rush at this point. Like, you know, he threw an absolute dime to CeeDee Lamb. He drops it. Somehow they come back, end up winning the game. And, you know, he's played, he's played well. He's put some passes on the money. But I, I do, I do like this spot um considerably. You're getting the better quarterback getting points, honestly. As and scary I know as that, that is as scary. And I, and as I that know is, that yeah. when sucks and all this kind of stuff, but like I think. I don't know. Like I, they they also have great receivers and like Trayvon Diggs is, you know, he did the whole give up a decent amount and then mm-hmm. pick up all off type of thing. But I also okay. think Scott Turner has some pride. He'll he'll probably come back here and, and be okay. So that that's kind of where my mind is at. But it's a tough week, man. Like you know, I would say you know Baltimore plus three and a half has my has me in the fields, but I don't want to. I don't want to go against PFF's model, you know, now that, mm-hmm. you know, even though, uh, you know, I've, pa- I've handed it off to, to you guys. Like, I feel like that one's one that if I were just betting on vibes, I'd probably take Baltimore there. Um, it's now down to three. It um, is down to three. So everybody has the same vibes as me. Bears mm-hmm. Giants looks like a disaster. Cleveland Atlanta looks like a disaster. The Chargers, if the Chargers lost to Houston, I'd lose my mind. That's pretty hilarious. Jets, that's, you know, so, you know, Seattle's another one. You you talked about Seattle. We could also, for the, for the, you know, for. So for I, the, I have, I have a thought here. Okay. Saints, uh, Saints, Broncos teaser. Mm, I actually, it's, it's similar before I reveal what it is though. Um, a quick reminder that uh, you can go and place some bets, these bets perhaps, at DraftKings. Um, The action is always there, and you can use promo code PFF, bet $5, and get $200 in free bets on DraftKings and the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So go download that ASAP, use promo code PFF, bet $5 on the teaser that I'm about to give you, 
and then get $200 in free bets that you can then play. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Right now, use promo code PFF. Get $200 in free bets immediately that you can place on all the other good stuff at PFF and on PFF's app and.com. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes in the description for details. Also, the um, stock market for football, symbol, S-I-M-B-U-L-L. And uh, it's not just football, it's all other sports as well. You can go buy and trade team stocks. A couple of interesting data points for you. Eagles are up 18% after the 3-0 start to the season. Two in the Dolphins are up 14% since week one. The Raiders are down 7%, probably should be more. Uh, Chicago is now the second cheapest team after dropping 2%. It's amazing that you can fall below zero, but the Chicago Bears have managed to do so. Go to Symbol uh, by downloading the Symbol app on iOS by searching S-I-M-B-U-L-L in the App Store and using promo code forecast. Receive a team stock valued up to $100, $150 upon signing up. That's promo code forecast, F-O-R-E-C-A-S-T. All right, here is the teaser that I like. So I saw Saints and I I, you know, it makes sense to me. I get it, but I'm a little nervous to be quite honest with you, Eric, about how bad that they've looked in the first half of games and mm-hmm. without Sean Payton, um, potentially with Andy Dalton, this isn't quite prime time, but like Andy Dalton is going to feel like it's prime time by going to London. You know, they like, uh, there's going to be something weird there, but I like where your head is at with Broncos plus eight and a half as the first leg. Yep. Okay. The second leg, <clears throat> I think, is potentially even more stinky. Okay. Oh, God. Even more stinky. And I think you may know where I'm heading with this, but it worked for us last week. Okay. And you know me. Okay. I am. So you're going with- Falks plus seven and a half. Oh, you knew it. You know me so Atlanta. Well. Atlanta. They are playing at home. Okay. They're playing the Cleveland Browns at home. Now the Cleveland Browns have had a lot going on, a lot that they're dealing with. Obviously, Miles Garrett was in the hospital as of yesterday. Um, Jacoby Brissett has played well. Don't get me wrong. uh, 78.7 PFF grade. He has been good, but 96 passer rating under pressure. I think that's going to go down a little bit. Um, As I mentioned, uh, not only Miles Garrett, but Jadavion Clowney is also questionable. And here's the thing, Eric. The Atlanta Falcons have the sixth best EPA per early down play. Mm-hmm. They're playing Their well offense, on offense. They're moving the football. Their offense is good. Like the, the fact that Mariota's a little mobile, they've got Cordero Patterson, they just figured out that Kyle Pitts exists. Like, I mean, you know, to me, getting seven and a half, uh, at home against a team that is led by Jacoby Brissett. God, it's going to be wrong, but it feels so right right now. Yeah, for sure. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that that feels like the way that we have to uh, we have to do this. I think that you know, being on the Falcons. I remember in 2018, we had a lock of the week that was Falcons against Cleveland in Cleveland, and of course, we lost that game. Course. Um, but uh, but I th- I feel like it's time to go back to the well. Jacoby Brissett has played really well, and unfortunately, like I feel like his time has come. 
I think it I think it has. Let me so are we aligned? I guess maybe let's talk about Broncos Raiders for a second. Um Broncos out to eight and a half against a Raiders team that right now, like I know the Broncos are getting a lot of press for you know Russell Wilson not working out, all this stuff. Like Derek Carr has been as bad, if not worse. And things just do not look good. Speaking of vibes, do not look good there. So, I mean, I can't, I think that, you know, the kind of thought here is the Broncos are still kind of playing with their backs up against the wall, but have fundamentally been better. And their defense has been really solid. Both Ed rushers have been good, but Randy Gregory in particular, who will be going up against the 62nd ranked tackle uh, for the, um, for the Raiders. We all know how, incredible Derek Carr is when when faced with a clean pocket or uh, with a dirty pocket and you know Devontae Adams they've had to go to Mac Hollins I mean Devontae Adams is getting a lot of attention Pat Sertan has played really well so is Ronald Darby both top 40 um cornerbacks in the NFL so far so uh, you know you know getting the, the, is there any way this isn't a close game uh, I just I have a hard time seeing that mm-hmm but there are some right, other so Denver plus eight and a half. Okay, but hold on, hold on. There's some Method. other teaser legs. Okay. That I just want to throw out, want to exhaust, want to exhaust these and make sure that we're we're making the right uh the right play here. You mentioned Saints out to eight and a half in London. Yep. The other ones that I would consider Cardinals out to seven and a half in Carolina. Yep. The uh, Tampa Bay Bucks at home out to seven, and the Rams in San Francisco out to seven and a half. Yeah, you would wait on wait on the on the Bucks because you, what you don't want to have happen is have a teaser voided because one of the legs is played in a different stadium than anticipated. Mm. Uh, additionally, if the game is played in a neutral site, the Bucks will probably be bigger underdogs mm. than they were before. So that that's one to really worry about their like I wouldn't put the bucks in anything that depended on anything. Yeah, that's fair. Um Cardinals and Rams, I guess, you know, the thought the Panthers stink and they beat the Saints. I don't care. They still stink. Um are the Cardinals any good? No. no <laughs> but when stink. two stinky teams play one another, you know, right. the better quarterback I think is going to win out here. Kyler is better than Baker Mayfield. And in in Rams Niners, I mean, this is simple. This is really simple. Go watch the Niners without Trent Williams. Like, the handicap here is not all that deep. Like, if Trent Williams can't be over there on the left side protecting the shit out of Jimmy Garoppolo, I am concerned. (laughs) And, like, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, we saw Aaron Donald line up, you know, on the edge. Um, and, and make some plays out there. They've also got great uh, linebackers. So, you know, George Kittle um, and also chasing down kind of uh, the Debo Samuel uh, out of the backfield thing. Um, so, yeah, I, th- that to me is the handicap right there. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I the losing Trent Williams had, a, had as big of an effect on any non-quarterback in the league last week, I would say. Yeah, right? I mean, that was... That was scary. Um, okay, so are any of those tempting enough to get away from 
Uh, no, uh-huh. I think it's Falcons Broncos. Like, look, I want to fade the Vikings as much as anybody, but I get where you're coming to. I get that it's a different quarterback. And frankly, I think if we know that Dalton's starting, we're going to get plus three with New Orleans, and I'll take plus three with New Orleans. Um, okay. okay. So, lock of the week is a teaser. Beautiful teaser. Denver Broncos plus eight and a half, and R. PFF Falcons. I don't know if they deserve that moniker yet. Members of the printing press who have been here for a while. Yeah, they know. know. They know. They get it. Um, if you're new, a member to the printing press, let's just say this. Um, you know how you know how Facebook used to have um, the it's complicated relationship yep, status? Yep, I love that. You know, and you can just kind of, you, when you see that, you're like, man, I wonder what happened with these two. But you can imagine that at one point it was hot and steamy and then it got you know, hot and not steamy and Mm -hmm. uh, things really got uh, bad. But then like, you know, eventually they were like, well, you know, we still do kind of really love each other in moments. It's complicated. That's us with the Falcons because there was a point in time where we loved nothing more than betting on the Falcons and they made us money. And then. Then they stopped uh, making us money. In fact, they they became too painful. (laughs) I I would imagine. What would you say over under? Let's just, let's just throw out some bets here. Okay. Over under on number of its complicated relationships that have ended in marriage, and let's say marriages that lasted like two or th- like let let's say marriages that got through the rookie contract. So, so how how many happily married? Yeah, I mean, uh, couples are there right? From an like, it's look, complicated. Marjorie Taylor Green getting divorced today. Like we know that it, marriage is that was the pinnacle of what marriage was supposed to be, um, but. Um, but yeah, I, what I'm saying is like, let's say a marriage that gets through the rookie deal. So four years, fifth year option. Um, how many it's complicated tags on Facebook resulted in those kind of is in what, what would you put that over under at? I would say. I would put the over under at like. Two and a half out of every 100. Yeah. It's complicated. I, I thought 10 at first because no. I do think that people get married and then, but, but I would even say like how many relationships end in marriage and you're probably right. thinking about like one out of every 10, maybe on Facebook. I know, you know, maybe in the, right, you know, some it's of the a markets. different bar, right? You're right. only going into a relationship when it's like, a big thing. And if you, if you control for like the ages where it's like actually acceptable, I would put know. it at 1% or less. Okay. So you're going even lower than me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Cause I think you have to take your number and divide it by two because of the number of marriages that actually make it through the rookie deal. I see. I see. So I, yeah, I think that's fair, man. I would love, I would love to meet a couple that was like, you know what? We were once complicated on Facebook and uh, now we're happy. The one that, the one that always got me was the open relationship ones. Cause Mm. like, I'm like my, like I had a friend, he he doesn't listen. There's zero percent chances. I had a friend named Marshall and I'm like my brother. And at the time I wish I had this vocabulary, but I'm like my brother in Christ. It's not an open relationship. You're just. Is there an open relationship? This is the 7-Eleven of relationships. Is there an open relationship where the guy wins? Like, like that's the guy is not winning there when it's an open relationship no. on Facebook. No. Yeah. I, I don't think so. Yeah. I, I don't, don't think, think so either. Um, okay. We have a special treat 
for everybody here. Before we do, want to get rid of, uh, not get rid of, get through the rest of our uh, the rest of our great advertisements for all of you. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform that is out there. You can play Pick'em contests versus other people for a shot at winning 250k in cash right now. It's really simple. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, climb the leaderboard for your shot at big money every single day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20x your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five players that are uh, player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every sports league, NBA, NFL, MLB, PGA, MMA, NASCAR, the whole deal. I didn't hear F1, but maybe we'll get there eventually. F1 is back um, soon, very soon. Thank God. Sign up now with promo code forecast, F-R-E-C-A-S-T at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the app store or wherever you get your apps. Your first deposit is matched up to $25 when you use promo code forecast. All right. This is the last podcast of September. It is also going to be the last podcast that uh, you and I do solo uh, as a, as a band, as a group. And um, we want to celebrate it uh, by telling some stories, some fun stories of this podcast, of our friendship, um, hopefully some ones that people will remember or enjoy um, and uh, yeah, send you off the right way. Um, we cannot promise that neither of us will cry during this uh, because we are only doing one take. Uh, but that brings me to the first story that I want to tell, which does not involve doing one take. So uh, the origin of this podcast um, dates back to the time when Eric and I actually, before we even worked full time at PFF. And um, we used to kind of sit on the phone and talk to one another about like football modeling. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we started creating a, a betting model together and we we're betting on these things together. And eventually someone at PFF was like, what if you guys did a segment on the PFF NFL podcast with Sam and Steve? So we're like, oh, this is great. This is awesome. So we're both juiced about this. We're like, all right, we're going to record. I want to say, if I remember correctly, we were going to record at like 9 p.m. Hey, because both of us have, you know, other jobs that we're doing. So it's 9 p.m. I would say we were on, it was like a five minute segment. All we were doing was talking about our lock of the week. It was probably 1 a.m. when we recorded our last take. Yep. I, I will never, ever forget that. I also feel terrible because we definitely recorded multiple fantastic takes that no one would have noticed anything. Probably the first one. And my dumbass was just like, oh, let's do one more time. Let's do one more time. Let's do one more time. But that was how this podcast was born. And thankfully, we, I, you know, I don't know when the last time we ever did like multiple takes or something was, but uh, that has not happened in a while. I, I'm trying to remember. So like if we went back, so let me do um, betting week one. So I remember you be like so you and i became friends because i when i was a consultant for pff i held wednesday morning uh analytic sessions and i would take them from my basement and i remember you gave a really cool talk about tableau and like i'll be honest at the time there was not you know and i and i don't want to like there was 
the analytic talent at PFF was not had not borne out yet. Everybody now at PFF is amazing. Timo, Ben, Brad, uh, Amelia, Richard, everybody, you know, on the other side of the business too, Alexander. And but at the time, I'm just like in a desert of like giving. I was giving the talk every week, and then of course you give a talk. And I remember Skyping you, and I knew like when we were in data collection prior, like the fall. I remember seeing your name, right? Because I was doing like some Niners games. You were doing some mm. Niners games. I remember who you were. And then you gave it and you were like, this sounds, <laughs> it sounds funny because you were one way with people you don't know. And then like, once we got to know each other, I'm like, okay, this guy's got some, got some pizzazz to him. Right. So like <laughs> I messaged you and I'm like, okay, we need to talk. And that was how our friendship originated. Mm. You and I first met each other in person. I thought that this was funny because as we were talking, you would always be like, oh, I'm going out to eat with my girlfriend and we're going here. And I'm like, I'm like doing the Rolodex in my head, making what we were making at the time. And I'm like, interesting. And then I got and I met you in the Cincinnati airport waiting to go to Rick Drummond's house and you had holes in your socks. And I'm like, OK, so this guy pays <laughs> for meals, but has holes in his socks. Now I get it. That's, and and yes, yeah, so I'm trying to think back to 2017 week one. And I will say we had. Of course we did. We had Falcons against the spread. They mm-hmm. did not cover against the Bears. No. no. We had um we had Panthers against the Niners and and the Panthers did cover. We had over in Viking Saints Monday night and that pushed because Kai Forbath missed an extra point and at that point we started calling it the Kai Forbath Memorial extra point. Mm-hmm. Cuz we did point counterpoint. And then I want to say we had Packers was Packers our first lock of the week? Packers like minus that must have so they beat the Seahawks 17-9. I want to say, and they were minus two and a half. I want to say that was our lock of the week, but I actually don't remember any. It could have been Rams too. Like the Rams winning, you know, 46-9 against Scott Tolzien and the Colts. I actually don't remember which one was our our lock of the week that week. I'm trying to think back. I no, um, no, I do remember. It was Dallas against New York, and Dallas so won 19-3. That's, we did win so our, our first lock okay. of the week. I'm glad you said that because yeah. in my memory, what I was about to come out of my mouth was I feel like it was Dallas. And um, that I now I remember so clearly because the, we did this whole thing. And I think people will be surprised to know that we've actually mellowed out a lot. But we would go in. I mean, if you listen to some of those podcasts, I mean, we went in. And by the way, and this is going to get to my next story, but like we destroyed, dismantled, I mean, tore apart Eli Manning. I mean, you would have thought that Eli Manning was like, you know, a scarecrow uh, based on what our, our hypothesis was yeah. of him playing in this game. And, um, and that was, that was a no doubter. <laughs> we started with a no doubter. In fact, if I remember correctly, our lock of the week, when we debuted it, I want to say started like eight and oh or something. It was so the first year we were 14, six and one. So we so I remember this vividly now because I remember going to my classroom and because we had Falcons week two and they covered mm. 34, 23. And then this is where we first aired. And I remember our boss, Rick Drummond at the time, was like, We took Ravens plus we took Ravens against the spread in London against the Jags. We took Ravens minus three. And they got killed 44-7. That was our first mm. loss. And you remember it was the it was the Mercedes Lewis had three touchdowns game. And you know, Warren Sharp, uh, of course, like talking about all the 21 personnel and stuff. 
uh-huh. uh, triggered us as well. So that was, that was some fun. Those were fun times, but yeah, we went, um, you know, and then we had, we had the lock of the week where, where it was saints plus five in the Minneapolis miracle game. And that game landed five because of the extra point didn't get taken. Like that yeah. was a run. That was a, that was a journey season that we ended up doing pretty well. Um, that was of course before green line came out in 18, but that was, those were fun times. Yeah. It's, um, I oh, mean, it's so funny to think back to those 14, six and one. Um, so my, my next, uh, <laughs> my next story, um, I'm kind of debating which order, um, to tell this in, but, um, my, my next story is, uh, from the podcast and we used to record in our old office. And uh, we had that, you know, kind of, if you go back and you look at the archives, you'll find these, uh, the very funny looking studio. And it was really hilarious, especially because you're a big dude, uh, 6'5", 225, pure muscle. And you're towering over this desk and it's a small little room. And, you know, we sit in this thing and it's, we have this weird looking TV behind us. It's like really big and doesn't do anything. And uh, it's just a funny setup. And um, we, uh, we had a bet. Do you remember what the bet was? So the first bet that I won and then I lost a bunch of them against you, but the first one that I won, I can't remember what I, but, but it was a Ruth Chris steak, right? Yeah. So it was a Ruth Chris steak, but you lost a bet and that bet required you to do something. Oh, sure. So I bet. No, so no, I didn't bet. So this was, this is the, this is the misnomer. So we were at the combine 2019 and we all had dinner together as a company and like if people don't know the dynamics of pff like you and i are you know best of friends but we're drastically different people in, in 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 certain ways and one of the ways is like you have i mean like look at i mean look at you you're wearing a you're wearing a, a tank top you got the shoulders everybody's a little bit jealous of you and so when somebody like me, a friendly face, bust your balls, everybody is so happy that it mm-hmm. happens, right? Yeah. So I'm sitting here at the, and everybody's more drunk than me because my brother, like we had the PFF party the night before and I got shit faced and, yes. and, and I, and I dropped my phone, my phone cracks. Uh, I, I, I think I gave Chris Collins with like a hug. I might've kissed him on the forehead. I don't know. And, and so that night before was a privilege for everybody. So the next day I'm like, look, I'm not drinking. And like, I had a meet, we had a meeting with like the Tampa Bay bucks the next day. Like we were meeting mm-hmm. with all 32. So I don't care about giving out who we were. And I, we had a meeting at 7am and I showed up and I was hung, hung over, but I got the job done. And, um, that night I wasn't drinking and everybody else was kind of a little shit face, including Rick. And, you know, there was a story about, uh, yeah. Anyway, so, so I'm over here just giving you shit, giving you shit, giving you shit. And eventually you're just like, fuck, I'm going to like, you're just angry with me. And then, so Neil, like knowing that he, he could get you going, Neil see me lift weights before he saw me, I think overhead press so, or push press 225. Mm-hmm. So he figured I could overhead press 225. So he bet you that you would have to eat like basically the pizzas that Nathan Yankee eats mm-hmm. all day. Who, if That's I could like do week. it, I had to eat frozen pizza right for a week yeah um and 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 then 
yeah, he and he ended up having to because I couldn't do it. I got I got to like 205 and I and that was the highest I could go with the push press. So I had to wear the white snake shirt. Yes. The white snake, the white snake origination, by the way, happened after Neil tried. Neil was angry with me about something petty, felt bad about it. And because one day I said I like White Snake, he got us White Snake tickets in Dayton. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that again, the tentacles here. But uh, but of course, I had to wear on the podcast. And the, the funniest part was you got me the White Snake shirt, you cut mm-hmm. it, and like my nipples were showing. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm not going on the podcast with this, like, you know, this thing. I'm like, we'll wait till next week. And the funniest part was you remember who we interviewed during that podcast? The uh-huh. venerable. Fred Gadelli. No. So the oh my god, the was that Gidelli a Fred show, show? Is me wearing a midriff, and the second part is us interviewing probably the best sports producer in the history yeah. of of you know modern television, and yeah, so that there's that. The the by the way, the reason we did the cutoff was in honor of Zeke. So the midriff showing was um was a Zeke um. Ezekiel Elliott tribute. The picture lives um, and you can find it uh, on the internet if you are so inclined. So I encourage you, um, I encourage you to do so. Um, my next uh, uh, favorite story is when we went to the Super Bowl together uh, and my Niners are playing your Chiefs. And the best part of this story is actually after the game, but I'll, I'll tell you how the game goes. We're sitting here, Chris got his tickets. It was amazing. We're like so stoked to be there. Have a great meal beforehand, show up. Everything is, is just perfect. And of course, the Niners get out to elite. The way that I watch a football game is like, I can't speak. Like, I'm just like zoned in. I'm locked in. You, the way that you're coping is by congratulating me early for the Super Bowl <laughs> victory, which is just fucking awful. So then we get to like the third quarter and obviously the game starts to tighten up a little bit. You at this point realize you have a chance to win. You're like shaking with, you know, nervousness. I can't, my mouth is sewn shut. Obviously the chiefs end up winning. So we're trying to look for a, uh, an Uber and you are in the midst of having like 35 different conversations with chiefs fans all on your phone about the victory. And, we and cannot, anybody will listen to me. I'm the outside. Right? Like I, yes. I'm, I'm Shecky Green out here. I'm just you know it's, patting people on the back. I'm having a great time. Yeah, you've analyzed the game 45 times at this point, and uh, we cannot get an Uber. We can't get a single you know Uber to like accept. And then so we're just walking. So we must have walked for like two hours, and eventually, I mean, I am so frustrated. I lost the Super Bowl. You know, you're fucking. Well, not yeah, only that, man. but you had a rich friend. And and the funny thing about the Super Bowl, not to interrupt, but we went to the Barstool party. That's right. And, and we hung out with the, the founder of Cameo that night. Yep. And you're like, oh, yeah, this is the founder of Cameo. We're friends. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, and, and we were hanging out with one of your friends, and we were trying to get in. It was raining sideways. Mm-hmm. The paper mache that was flowing down was literally caked on our shoes. Yeah. And you, your other friend, like, literally gave the, 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 the door person, like, two grand to let us in early. And yes. so it was a priv and, and like shout out Graham. And we saw, you know, that both, both Collins were sons were there and it was, a, it was a good time. And, um, and so you had another rich friend be, basically give you like a few grand and you, and again, it, it happens, but you teased for your friend 
Niners out to plus eight and under mm. whatever it was, like 57 or something. And of course, with like six minutes left in the game, the Chiefs are down 10 and the and it's 20, it's 20 to 10. So this yep. thing's a lock. And of course, that last Damian Williams touchdown. The only thing I said the whole fourth quarter of that game was that me yelling, get down at Damian Williams. And I think it was like the carnal part of me not only wanting the game to be over yeah. but also wanting your teaser to hit and <laughs> and like your rich friend is like down a few grand because of this like uh this this, this 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 teaser where you teased a total and a and a spread yeah in the same game. game so but like but the so, best part the best part of this story though is in you are you are you did not look up from your phone while walking for like an hour and then finally, out of the corner of your eye, you notice a cab. And I swear to you guys, this man has never moved with more grace, fluidity. It was, it was like what I, it's like watching Aiden Hutchinson play football. Lateral slide in front of a car, dodges another car and like grabs the cab on the like windshield and is like, are you free? And like pulls open the door and we get in this cab and it then immediately, not immediately, like five minutes later started just pouring, just absolutely pouring. Our phones were dying. Like if we didn't get in this cab, we might not be here today. Well, and, uh, it was heroism. one of those things where I could tell, cause your phone died. And I had somebody who was like, look, I'm going to, you're, you're my Uber rider. And mm-hmm. they quit on me. And I'm like, for, you know, and so, and like, I could see how steamed you were and like, we were walking and like, by that time, I mean, the weather was good in Miami, but like it was getting, that was that one day where it rained that sloshed mm-hmm. everything up. So your shoes were getting all, and I could just tell like you were about to kill somebody. So I was saving lives by doing that, but I, I may have broken like my ring finger slapping the window of that cab that I just randomly saw was open. I'm like, I'll pay you twice as much as the fare if you get us home. And the, uh, my favorite part of the cab ride, dead ass, was you and I, like, me looking at you being like, I'm pretty sweet, aren't I? And he's like, you're like, fuck you. I'm pretty, I'm like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm badass, ain't I? And he's like, and you're like, shut up, Eric. And, like, we're, I'm, and I'm like trying to get you to affirm how great of a move that was for me. Yeah. And we drive by and there's this big skyscraper and it has the chief symbol on it. And I look at you and I'm like, that's a good yellow. And you're like. I hate you so much. <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't remember that probably because I was so you, you were seething. I, I blacked that out in my, um, Oh my God. That's so funny. I, that whole trip is one, you know, like we obviously have gone back to, um, you know, Super Bowls, but not to the actual yeah. game itself. And, uh, you know, I don't know when I'll go again because I don't know when the Niners will be back. Um, You, you know, you might have a better shot at that given, well, I don't know. Your chiefs are kind of disintegrating, but yeah, but it was awfully generous of Chris. And and honestly, like we had Kevin Clark on our, on the forecast when we, when we, you looked over at me and you're like, you surprised me and you've always been a little closer to Chris. And so you were, you were like, you've, you've been able to ask Chris for things more readily than me. I'm a little more timid. And, and so, I knew that if we were going to the game, it would have been you to ask him. And, and, um, but Kevin Clark, who once famously called us the Lennon and McCartney of football analytics, which I find (laughs) 
uh, one of the greatest compliments yeah. uh, that we, you and I could receive as a, as a duo. Um, he was on the air and I, I got a picture of it. It's actually on, it's the first ever thing I posted on Instagram was the picture of you pointing at me and telling me you had tickets, right. the look on my face and Kevin Clark kind of being in the middle of that. So if you want to look at our uh, Instagram for that, another great moment in, in PFF forecast uh, history. And what's amazing is how good your uh, Instagram has gotten since. I'm very endearing on Instagram. I will say that very endearing TikTok as well. I would, I, I was just giving out winners last week, by the way, if you want a winner, I'm going to give one more to the printing press uh, Thursday night, tomorrow night, the South Carolina state Bulldogs and FCS team plus 39 and a half on barstool against the South Carolina Gamecocks. Lock it up. Wow. Uh, you're just a generous man is really, is really what you are. Um, other, other really good stories. I mean, there's so many, um, you know, to kind of tell I, a couple that, you know, I won't get into too much detail here, but for people that don't know, Eric, uh, has done the, um, kind of comedic portion of our company, uh, parties. And, um, let me just say that I don't know if, I think you will do this at some point in your life, but the like stand up comedy routine is, uh, is one that you really enjoy and, uh, have gotten pretty good at. And some of the some of the jabs have been really good. I won't tell the stories here because I don't think anyone will will totally get them. Um, but let's just say some comedic references to when we changed our logo the first time, uh, <laughs> and no one could tell the actual difference. Um, and it was it was pretty darn funny. Um, and you managed to make a Chris Collinsworth joke that landed um, that he really appreciated. So I think Chris um, Chris said to me, "quote I didn't know you were funny," and I'm like. You know, I, Good. and, 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 a, and I, have to, nice... I also have to thank Austin Gale, who, who was my, but the thing that the difference was, and I think this is like my temperament, Austin would get drunk and angrily give the, his version of the standup, whereas I would be sober and have fun with it. Um, you know, there were even jabs, like there were jabs at you that I thought were funny. Obviously, mm -hmm. there was the time when you got your hair cut in Cincinnati, the only time. and. I, I got it. Like, and I don't mean to like, we were, so you and I used to work out together at the Y. Mm -hmm. We used to play basketball together at the Y. People will be very surprised that when I actually beat you, you would kick the ball into the rafters and swear <laughs> at, at so hard that the homeless people next to the Y could hear you. That is a good story actually. So, yeah. but the best one was when you went and got, it was our first fall there. And like mm -hmm. our first fall at PFF, like I missed being a professor. I think you had to talk me into not going back to the academia, which I really appreciate. And then you hated living in Cincinnati. And so we both kind of were at, were tense, right? <laughs> and so um, you got your haircut and the guy cut it so that would part the other way. Mm -hmm. and like look i'm somebody that will tell you to calm the fuck down when you're being neurotic and all that kind of stuff but my brother in christ cut it the wrong way and so we're in there and mm -hmm. we're in the we're in the gym and we do rowing first right and i think you get done with the rep and you just throw the the <laughs> handle at the rowing machine when you're done you know you're you're so angry and i just and God bless Steve. I, I, I mean this, but I, I looked at you and I said, at least you don't have a Jerry curl like Steve. And I dead ass, you looked me in the face and go, 
my standards are so much higher than that. I'm like, okay, like I can't do it anymore. I can't, I can't, I can't help this man anymore. I'm just gonna be there, be supportive. Uh, so I sit there, you know, we we do, you know, we we get done, we start walking down the street, and and one of your biggest triggers, without a doubt, was homeless people blowing cigarette smoke in your face. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Again, all these things in a vacuum are reasonable things to be angry at. But you they all happen to you in one day, which is perfect because. I, I don't know why you did this because I think it was because you were still ranting about your hair, but then this poor homeless person blew cigarette smoke, like five feet away from you. And I want to say that you turned to her and just yelled the F word in her face. And honest to God, I, it was the funniest time because again, like I said, like most people, like if you fuck up my hair, I'm going to be mad. So if you fuck up your hair, I can understand, right? There's been a lot of invested in here. Mm-hmm. This is great clips and a bunch of hymns now that I'm losing my hair a little bit. You, you know, you've put, I mean, you're, that's a collection of $100 or more haircuts that's on the top of your head. So when somebody fucks that up, it'd be like somebody going into my 401k and turning it onto the wrong thing. So I get that, but the, but it manifesting itself the way it did surprised even me a little bit. You know what made it uh, worse was that I was um, traveling that weekend because um, I used to travel with Sunday Night Football. And, you know, I was going to show up, in my opinion, looking like a complete and utter moron. Which I, you, you looked fine. I right. get like it was so, the funniest part about it is you looked great. Like it was fine, but you just having a different sided part. I would imagine there's somebody else who's detail oriented like you who would notice it. And it would just drive you insane that they also noticed it. Right. I, I'm sure. And in my head, it was probably probably Al Michaels was the one that would notice it and it would, you know, ruin my life. Um, <laughs> um you know, the the so maybe the 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 last story I'll tell, um, but is one of my favorites, is the the um last Chiefs Super Bowl <laughs> that um that we attended in uh, in person, but not actually at the game, uh, Chiefs Bucks, and we had. So one of my favorite things about this is with this podcast, and this is where I'm going to try not to get too emotional. But for those of you that don't know, you know, Eric and I worked so closely together at the beginning of our careers that you know we were right next to each other, desk to desk. There wasn't a word that you said on the podcast that ever surprised me because I knew what you thought. We'd talked about everything 45 times. Yeah. You know, we ideated on on features and model selection and all this different stuff. And you know, by the time that we got kind of further on in in our careers, you know, to the point where we're at right now, which is, you know, this is our time to to talk and to have conversation and it's a true like it's truly one of the the few joys that I have every single week. And this, we've gotten to the point where, you know, our conversations in the podcast really were meaningful in that way. And I think it made for a better uh, product. Hopefully the printing press agrees as well, but this is kind of where we sort of got our, the syndicate that maybe I hold near and dearest to my heart, which was the national anthem syndicate. And, um, so we have national anthem over. It was a duet, and it was one of the few times that that I have contributed meaningfully to the analytics community, uh, which was in doing some keen research on the fact that you know a duet was going to go over this 
this total here and there hadn't been one in, in forever and whatever. So we have all of this money on, on the national anthem. Of course, it's the Chiefs and the Bucks. So we have money on everything, every which way. We're levered up to the tits on, uh, on the Chiefs. And um, you, you, you pre-gamed for this, uh, for this game at like 1 p.m. <laughs> I got to and, Austin Gale's apartment, which was just like a few floors uh, above or below your apartment. And we had bought you uh, your favorite tequila. We had bought me my favorite, which was Woodford Reserve, my favorite bourbon. And, and we I, were going to we go to Jeff Ruby's for dinner. Or and like we an did, early, right? An early meal, yeah. yeah. So I'm in the gym, and I get a text from Austin. He says, Eric is at my apartment. And it's like 1 p.m. And I was like, oh, my God. And he goes, and he's, the next thing he says, and he's already halfway through a bottle of bourbon. <laughs> and I was like, well, this is going to be one hell of a fucking day. And so we, we meet up. We go get this early meal at Jeff Ruby's. And let me just say that the vibes when the national anthem went over, I don't know if they've ever been higher in a single room. And of course we know how the game plays out. Yeah. Your apology to chief's kingdom. So we get on the podcast and you are barely awake, barely living, but you managed to get the words out. I want to apologize to Chiefs Kingdom. And I don't know if I've, I died inside. It was the funniest thing that I think I've ever heard. That podcast was an absolute. Um, I, I had privilege. like the, the, the saddest thing about that show was I was way more drunk at halftime of that game than I was on the podcast. Like I had black, well, yeah. I blacked in, I blacked in mm. for that show, mm. but I was still like, my eyes were kind of like, and, and, my my trip to the sports book to cash the tickets I did win that day was uh, uh like the the equivalent of the the walk of shame. It was I I I literally got up and put the Bucks helmet above the Chiefs helmet in the studio just to signify the truth that happened that day, uh. which was that Tampa Bay was better. But yeah, that was like when the weekend was doing the halftime show. I honestly almost had a stroke, like or like a seizure. You know when he was doing the like I I. That was a rough day. A lot of um, people did. I'd like to. I'd like to see the Chiefs get back to the Super Bowl. So, oh, you know, and that brings me back to maybe my my last part, which was, so you have, you know, you you're obviously, you know, one you know one of my best friends, a person I admire greatly. The last, you know, last year's AFC and NFC title game, you of course, you know, you run half a PFF, if not more, at this point, and your whole team is out there in Vegas at stadium swim, I go to Kansas city to say with Saran Petro to go to the mm. chiefs AFC title game that chiefs lose your Niners lose. You lose your voice in cheering with everybody at stadium swim. We can't even run the Sunday show because you don't have a voice the next day. You have barely any voice. And I don't know if two men were more and, and the Niners covered. So you still won money. But two men more down bad than you and I <laughs> in that Monday, me me recording from KC. So, I mean, we've had so many, like, and I, I don't want to, I'm going to lose my mind here, uh, but we've had so many good times and, you know, I'll never forget, you know, this show and what it's meant to me. So. so many, so many. I mean, the preparation for the show in the early days, the, you know, long nights spent trying to figure out, you know, uh, how to how to build our initial models. And we started this out. Um, 
you know, the syndicates that we've run successfully traded uh, many rookie cards for um, members of the press. will get that. The fact that we have the printing press and I think that's the coolest thing. And, you know, for everyone that, that has managed to listen this far, maybe there's a couple of you uh, this was for Eric and I as much as anything, but um, you know, I think that's, that's a story that um, doesn't need to be told here because it continues on. And um, I, I just think that that's so cool. And, you know, you're, uh, of course, one of my best friends, one of my um, favorite people on planet Earth. And, uh, you know, our friendship gets to continue. The printing press gets to continue. Um, there's no rule against uh, us being able to call each other up and, uh, you know, guess the lines with one another. And, you know, this, uh, the fact that this gets to continue, this podcast gets to continue is because of you and, and what you've done. And I love you, man. Um, I mean that from the, the absolute bottom of my heart, uh, for anyone that is curious, what's going to happen with this podcast, it's going to continue. Um, we're not going to try and replace one of the best people on, on planet earth and Eric eager. Um, so you'll have to tune in on Sunday to see what we do, but, um, we wouldn't be doing it, uh, if it weren't, uh, for you, man. And, um, um, I love you. That's all I gotta say. Love you too, man. That was our podcast. We love you all. We'll see you on Sunday.